Welcome to the Money Shot Sports Podcast. It's hate week in college football. Nate and I are going to go over some big upset wins and losses and what to watch for in conference play. And your NFL Week 12 guide and schedule for today. It's all coming up next here on the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Nate. Peter. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, man, same old, same old, just relaxing. Same old, same old, just relaxing. How was your week, man? Did you have a good week? Yeah, it was a good weekend and everything. Five-day weekend, just, you know, chilled out, went to a couple Thanksgivings, just, I don't know, man, just hung out with Pluto pretty much, and yeah. The dog, Pluto. <laughs> good, man. Um yeah, the good Thanksgiving, you know, can't really do much when you have one day off from work, but um, yeah, I was able to relax and um, enjoy the company. Um, got a chance to uh, try some new things while I was on, uh, well, I had the Thanksgiving day off, so uh, overall it was a good day. Um, back to the basics now, so we're um, getting that figure it out and sort so nate today we're going to cover of course college football and uh we're going to talk a little about the nfl before the one o'clock game so with nathan sheridan i'm deontay pete this is the money shot sports podcast hope everyone's doing well on this oh i would say in last sunday of november and nate christmas is right around the corner dude Dude, this year has flew by. I mean, this year's <laughs> flew by. No, it's flown by quick, and um, you know, a lot of lot of uh, a lot of sports are flying by. Professional football season is you know just about over. Uh, there's what six games left in the regular season, so got that to worry about. And um, you know, basketball's just underway, and you know we're 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 getting after it. So, Nate, we go back to our. You know, hate week is what they like to call it. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, pretty upsetting, but we're going to get through this. We'll, we'll be all right. So from Thursday, you had Mississippi State defeating Ole Miss. Ole Miss was ranked 20th in college football. What a big win for the Bulldogs there and Mississippi getting that win over rivals and state rivals Ole Miss. 19th ranked Tulane getting the win over 24th ranked Cincinnati. American Athletic Conference play. It was 23rd-ranked Texas defeating Baylor. NC State uh, defeating North Carolina, 17 North Carolina, 30-27. to uh, N-City rival UCLA knocking off University of California. I guess California, University of California is north, a little where, but N-State rival. You had Florida State, 16-ranked uh, Florida State knocking off Florida. Yesterday was third-ranked Michigan. Uh, defeating the Ohio State 45 to 23. We'll get a little bit more insight on that game in just a little bit. Another upset, Nate, it was South Carolina, the Gamecocks, knocking off number eighth ranked Clemson 31 30. 12th ranked Kansas State, knocking off Kansas 47 to 27. Number one ranked Georgia, with a 37 to 14 win over the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. Kentucky with a 26-13 victory over 25th ranked Louisville. Uh, Southern Alabama with a win over Auburn, 49-27 in the Iron Bowl. In-state rival, 
uh, Oregon State, ranked 21st college football, they will come up with a win, 30th to 34th win over 9th ranked Oregon. Fourth ranked TCU with a 62 to 14 win over Iowa State. I was ranked Penn State with a 35 to 16 win over Michigan State. 14 ranked Utah with a 63 20 win over Colorado. Texas A&M with a 38 to 23 upset win over fifth ranked LSU. 22nd ranked uh, UCF with a 46 to 39 win over South Florida. USC with a six uh, with six ranked USC with a 38 27 victory over 15 ranked Notre Dame. 10th ranked Tennessee defeating Vanderbilt 56 to nothing. And they, it was in state rivals, 13 ranked Washington Huskies defeating the Washington State Cougars 51 to 33. So a lot of, I guess you could say a lot of conference opponent games, a lot of, a lot of head to head rivalry games. And Nate, real quickly, I mean, it, it really all started out with this Ohio State Michigan game. Everyone, Everyone had their eyes on this game. I'm sure the committee did as well. And, you know, coming from a true Ohio State fan, it, it, it sucks having to lose to the team up north two years in a row. Um, I get losing to them the one time. Granted, you know, they deserved it after 10 years. But I, I figure now Michigan has found their identity um, when, when it comes to playing teams like Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh is – arguably one of the best coaches in all of, in all of college football and a guy who's got a true background in coaching in the NFL and brings that brings what he knows and that knowledge to the college level. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see what he's been able to do in that area of, of the game for Michigan. Now, granted, you know, you got to go back to, I mean, the last time Ohio State beat Michigan in Michigan was 20, 2019, and uh, that was when Michigan uh, – correction, that was 2018. Ohio State beat Michigan 62-39, to 39, and that was really right when Michigan was, you know, still trying to figure their team out. And, again, back when they still had Jabril Peppers, they, um, they a, young, a young, talented team – there and it's it's crazy to see how much this team how how Harbaugh has been able to get those top recruits and they were talking about how the 2020 year the COVID year that everyone was one that won the ship Harbaugh out like hey like get rid of him because we only won four games that year so 2021 he has a good year makes it to the college football playoff beats Ohio State wins the Big Ten title and and this year he goes undefeated beats Ohio State and will probably win the Big Ten championship game against Purdue this next weekend and uh, plant their seed in the in the college football playoff. So, Nate, we talked a little bit about, you know, we know where Michigan stands. So, Ohio State, their first loss of the season, they do have a ranked win. They have two ranked wins against ranked opponents, first one being a non-conference win against Notre Dame at the beginning of the season. Then they were able to knock off Penn State midway through um, week nine of the college football uh, college football season. So, if the scenarios, Nate, it, you you look at it as if okay, so Georgia's going to be number one, uh, Michigan's going to be second, TCU will be third, and at that fourth spot, Nate, I'm thinking if USC wins next week, that's that's your top four teams right there. Now. Granted, it depends on how they, how 
what happens with TCU, if TCU – but TCU really hasn't played anybody well enough in their conference. I mean, they've just had – they just beat up on every single opponent. Yeah, they have good guys, and they've, they've controlled the game of, of who they've played. So, Nate, walk me through this because I, I think Ohio State can still make the college football playoff and possibly have a rematch against Michigan. But you're going to have to have – Utah beat USC, who they've beaten them already. They're playing in the Pac-12 championship game. And then you're also going to have to have, I mean, whether whether you have TCU fall in the Big 12 championship game, I, I mean, I, I think there's too much going on there to where the committee will look at it and say, okay, there, there, there may need to be at least one or two, one or two, I, I guess you could say, okay, you got one SEC team that's Georgia. Maybe you have two Big Ten teams, and that's Ohio State and and and, and Michigan. Or you have you have Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and and uh, and USC. So I mean, there, right there, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a school from the Big Ten, the SEC. The pack and and the Pac-12 team and the Big 12 team, so I I think for Ohio State you can't really do much. You got to just sit back and watch and and kind of kind of hope for the best or the results. But man, this was a game that Michigan in the second half they outscored Ohio State 28 to three. So Nate, walk me through your predictions and and why and 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 how do you think Ohio State can can still can still make uh, prove themselves back into the college football playoff. So, Pete, so this playoffs is going to be interesting. As you noted, the first two teams, I believe, that are going to be there is number one and will be Georgia. Number two will be Michigan. Michigan put it on your boys yesterday, Pete. I mean, I a lot of people are going after Ryan Day right now, calling for his job because he's lost to Michigan twice in two straight years. And I can understand that. They want Urban Meyer back because Urban Meyer was – always the top of the college football playoffs every time he was there in the rankings. But I think those two teams are set. I think Michigan beats Purdue. But, dude, honestly, I could see an upset. I mean, Purdue can pull upsets better than anybody, it seems like. But I think Georgia is set at one. I think they're the best all-around team in college football. Number three, unless TCU loses, TCU will be there. And I understand, as you said, they haven't really played anyone really really good because their conference isn't the best I mean they played Texas which was gonna be a game that could have been a trap game but it wasn't they beat them they came out of it and I mean I think that team is very good they're the Cincinnati Bearcats of last year when they were third so I think they'll sit at three I think USC after beating Notre Dame and Caleb Williams is looking like the Heisman right now that dude is balling out right now and USC made Notre Dame look bad. I mean, our quarterback played decent up in the first half, and then USC just started scoring on him and forced him to pass and take away the Notre Dame run game, which is the Notre Dame typical scheme is they like to run the ball, manage clock, but they couldn't. So I think USC is going to be a four. I think you guys are going to fall out. I don't know if there's a – I mean, you like you said, you said all the situations that will need to happen for Ohio State to stay at four. I know it's only one loss, but even with that one loss, it just 
Michigan made you guys look so bad that I think they're just going to drop you out and they're going to put USC there. And I think you're going to be still fifth or sixth because, you know, as we, as you said, LSU lost. Typical Brian Kelly, he choked. He lost. So they're, they're going to drop. Tennessee's done. And I don't know, man. I think you guys are going to be the fifth slot. And then I don't know who else is. I, I, I think because I, cause then you have Alabama who would be, be in the sixth, the sixth spot because Alabama just come off a win um, last night. But I, I, LSU fell tremendously. I mean, that's the game that they should have beaten Texas A&M. And, you know, we go back and talk about these upsets, Nate, and it's, it's impeccable. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't see South Carolina beating Clemson. You don't see, I mean, heck, you don't see Oregon State upsetting Oregon. You don't see, um, uh, I say, AM upsetting LSU. I mean, it's just, it's so much that goes into, you know, you, you can't really play down to your opponents. And, Nate, I think, you know, I, I, whether Ohio State makes it or not, there's going to have to be a strong, um, there, there, there's going to have to be a strong statement on why the committee thinks that OSU should be in the college football playoff. There's got to be their margin of victory. Yes. Strength of schedule. Uh, okay. It's right there. Their non-conference schedule. I mean, Michigan had a weaker non-conference schedule than Ohio state. Ohio state played a ranked opponent their first game of the year. And that was Notre Dame. They were ranked. What? Notre Dame was what? Fifth. So, yeah. So I, I think, and Notre Dame's kind of turned the table around a little bit since starting off, since having the 0-2 start, they're bowl eligible. They're, they're probably going to get a decent enough bowl game. But, I mean, I, I, I think when you look at it, and who's to say LSU were to upset Georgia this week? That's, that, that's, that, could be one, that could be one that you can note down too. But even if that happens, I mean, you're probably talking, okay, Georgia falls one or two spots and Michigan moves up to number one. So – the, the scenarios are there, Nate. It just it just depends on how – the conference conference championship games are so crucial. They're, they're, I think conference championship games are much more crucial than the, the, the hate week games because, I mean, it's just another game on your schedule, right? The, the team that wins will probably go to the, the, the conference tournament or the conference championship game. Cool. However, the, the conference championship game is going to matter the most because – I mean, Nate, we've, we've seen in the past, there have been teams that, that have been ranked high and, and lost a conference championship game and, and fell, fell down out of the playoffs. So there's, there's that. There's that for you, too. So um, we continue to talk about this um, just briefly. And, and TCU, I think, you know, with Max Dugan, um, a really talented quarterback. And this guy, this guy should be definitely a guy that should be talked about in the Heisman running. And you talked about Caleb Williams from, um, from USC. I mean, Two talented quarterbacks. I, I still think I still think that you know CJ Stroud's up there, but I think since falling to Michigan, I mean he threw two picks in garbage time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter too much, but I mean those are those, those are two opportunities you had. You could have had to, to win a ball game, and they didn't. So for Ohio State, I mean, could could we sit here and dwell on it? Absolutely not. But the fact of the matter is, is that you know you this is your second year in a row losing to Michigan, so. And one 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 Ohio State coach said way back in the day, if you can't beat Michigan, then that's a problem. So, I mean, the Urban Meyer chance, I hope they're true. <laughs> but I also hope that they're not true. I mean, I like Ryan Day. I, I, I don't know, man. I, Urban I think Ryan Day. 
What's up? Oh, uh, I was like, I don't know about Urban Meyer. I mean, I think Urban Meyer's done. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I heard you. And I, and I know we were just jokingly saying that, but, I mean, Urban Meyer knew how to beat Michigan. He knew – Urban Meyer, he, he, was, he was probably at the time, the 2008 year when he won the national championship with Florida, I mean, arguably the best, best head coach in college football at the time. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I wish that there was some – I mean, for Ohio State, you still, there's still hope. I mean, it's it's slim, but there's still hope. But you have to remember that this Michigan team isn't the same Michigan team from from the past. You can just roll over Michigan and say, "Oh, hey, we we beat these guys again this year." Um, everyone was hoping that Ohio State was going to win. I was hoping that Ohio State was going to win, but I, I knew there was something about this game to where Michigan was just going to be the better team, though they didn't have Blake Corum. But our, I mean that that secondary for Ohio State, I mean it, it needs to improve. I mean Lathan Lathan Ransom, a safety, gave up two big plays, uh, had a had a had a uh, pass interference call and a crucial third down moment. You talk about uh, G Scott, their backup tight end, who cost us a 15 yard penalty on an unsportsmanlike conduct. So those are, I mean the the missed plays, the shooting yourselves in the foot plays. You can't you can't allow that to happen. And I think moving forward for Ohio State, whether they make the playoffs or not, I mean they're going to get a, they're going to probably going to go to the Rose Bowl again this year, and uh, they're just going to have to accept defeat. I mean you you can't. I mean everyone expects the most out of Ohio State now. Now everyone's going to be talking about Michigan this, Michigan that, Michigan that, Michigan this. It's not going to be Ohio State runs that conference anymore. It's going to be Michigan runs the the Big Ten. So that's. And I think once you get USC and UCLA in that conference, then it's going to get really competitive. It's going to get really shaky. So we'll continue to keep a close eye out on conference play. Um, we're going to turn our attention to the NFL and um, and some games to watch here in week 12. Nate, shortly we're going to have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Cleveland Browns. I I think Tom Brady is is getting these Buccaneers back on track. Um, the Browns are still a week away from having Deshaun Watson. Nate, I'm taking the Buccaneers in this matchup. Yeah, Pete, it's the Tom Brady revenge tour right now. He's you know he's heard all the speculation that his off the field issues is causing him to play poorly and that his age has finally caught him, and maybe it has a little bit, but he's still the GOAT. So, yeah, Pete, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I like the Buccaneers. I think they need to get their heads on straight now. We're at the end of the season almost, so get it on, ride it on to the playoffs. Nate's taking the Buccaneers in the matchup in Cleveland. Our next game on the schedule, it's the Joe Burrow and the Bengals taking on uh, Derrick Henry and the Titans you know, Joe Burrow and the Bengals getting the win last week over Pittsburgh, and the Titans are looking look, looking like they're going to slip away with that division, and they're playing really well as of late. Nate, this is a one-point favor in favor of Cincinnati. I, I, I'd like to take the Titans in this matchup. I think that the run, the one thing that Cincinnati has been, has been struggle, has struggled to do all season long is stop the run. And I think this game, if the – if if the Titans, if Mike Vrabel is able to coach around, okay, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pound it down their throats with Derrick Henry, opens up the pass game a little bit. 
I think the Titans are going to win this matchup. I think they're going to be too much for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. See, Pete, that's a reasonable call. I mean, I was about to say the same thing, that Derrick Henry in the run game could shake up that uh, Cincinnati defense. But Joe Burrow, even without Jamar Chase, you know, I've been hard on Joe Burrow, man, and he's been balling out even without him, and he's this is a different team. They still have Mixon, they have Higgins, they have Boyd, and they have Money Burrow. So I'm taking Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's going to stay hot. Nate's taking Cincinnati, and this is a game where, I mean, last week against Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, I mean, T. Higgins alone had over 140 yards receiving on the Pittsburgh defense. So, like you said, He's still looking good without uh, w- w- without Jamar Chase. He doesn't need him. So, next matchup on schedule is the Houston Texans. They're one eight and one. They'll be traveling to Miami to take on the seven and three Dolphins. They, I don't think this is much of a question game. I, I, I think I'd like to say that the the Dolphins are going to win by a million, but I mean we've also seen different things happen in NFL and uh, said college football. So, in this matchup, Nate, I, I think Tua. You know, I, I think two of those wide receivers are going to deplete the the secondary of the Texans. I, I, I'm taking I'm taking the Dolphins in this matchup. Yeah, Pete, take the safe pick. I, I I'm also with you. I like Waddle. I like Hill. Two is coming off that concussion three weeks ago, and he's actually been doing better and better. He's proven the critics wrong that he has that deep ball. And I mean, they don't have Raheem Mostert, but they do have Jeff Wilson. So that offense will still will click. It's just up to the defense to contain. Uh, the running back, Damian Pierce of Houston, and I believe Brandon Cooks is still sitting out. So, yeah, Pete, easy pick. I'll take the Dolphins as well. Dolphins over the Texans. Nate, another matchup in the Meadowlands. It's the Chicago Bears against the New York Jets, and Robert Robert Salah was pretty adamant about benching Zach Wilson this past week, and they're starting Matt White, uh, who's – He's had a little bit of time off the bench last year and uh, showed 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 a little bit of spark, but I think this Bears offense is trending in the right direction. The the Jets haven't been able to put up the amount of points that they've wanted to as a collective. I I think that though the Bears defense is 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 subpar, I think they're going to find a way to get after the quarterback. I think Justin Fields has another good game and a game that they can finish and win. I'm taking the Bears in this matchup. Oh, Peter, you haven't been looking today. Justin Fields is out. Oh, really? So, yeah, he's out. And, uh, yeah, Trevor Simeon was supposed to start against Mike White. So, guess what? Trevor Simeon, as a Bears fan, he got hurt during warm-up. So, guess, who, guess who's our quarterback? Nathan the Goat Peterman. Oh, yeah. So, as a Bears fan, I want to say Chicago, but, you know, I haven't seen Nathan Peterman play since he played for the practice squad in Oakland when he with John Gruden. And I, I don't understand why the Jets are not putting in old man Joe Flacco. He was balling out at the start of the year, and it seems like they just don't want to go back to him. But I'm taking the Jets, man. I think with the Bears' third-string quarterback, that offense is going to be rusty, and they're going to focus on stopping David Montgomery and the run. So I'm taking the Jets, Pete. I, I think I will still take the I, – I think the, the Bears are still a safe pick for myself. I think Peterman finds a way to um, get it done. I, I, I think Peterman, a guy who played in the, the Buffalo Bills and bounced a little bit around, never really had an opportunity. I, I, think, I think that opportunity is today over the Jets. Falcons, Commanders. Nate, we talked about the Commanders and what they've been able to do, and 
Taylor Heineke as a quarterback. The the Commanders are have they've they've won two straight games. They've actually they've actually they've won um, four of their last they've won four of the last five games. So Nate, this Commanders team, they're six and uh, six and five. They're right there in the in the pack of the the. I mean, if the season were to end the day uh, topic, but I, I think they're still competitors. I think they're still going to compete within the division uh, to make the NFC East, not just the breeze, but, you know, give some competition there. The Falcons, the Falcons were competing in this, uh, in the NFC South race, but a loss last week, really, really, or a loss a few weeks ago to um, Carolina on Thursday night football really kind of just set them back a little bit. I still think that, the commanders are going to be the better team. I think Taylor Heineke goes out and get it done. Nate, I'm taking the commanders. Money man, Taylor Heineke. Hell yeah, brother. I'm taking the commanders as well. I like Taylor Heineke. I like what the commanders are doing. Chase Young, though, man, he's he was supposed to make his season debut today, and he's out again. Seems like he'll never play, but I like their offense. Heineke's getting the ball to McLaurin, and you got Gibson, and you got – McKissick back there. I love the commanders right now. I think they're hot. I think they're going to be one of the wild card teams, Pete. So I'm going to take the Redskins as well, or football team. My bad. <laughs> They'd think of the Washington commanders in the matchup over the Falcons, Broncos, Panthers. And we talk about the Broncos and their inability to, to close out ball games and put up points. Um, Nate, this is a team that's, it's almost like they're not, re- it's, a, it's almost like there's a little bit of regretment. I'm paying $230 million on, on Russell Wilson. So I, I, I think that this is going to be one of those close call matchups. I'm going to take the Broncos in this game. I, I heard Sam Donald's supposed to begin his first start of the year today. So whether he plays well or plays down, I mean, that's, that's, that's a different, that's a different conversation. I like the Broncos as a matchup. I, I think they somehow go out and get a win. If I had to predict the score of that game, I think it's going to be a twenty to seventeen ball game. <laughs> yeah, Pete. I mean, that's a safe pick. I I like the Broncos a lot more than that. You know, uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're they they don't have any running backs. This past week, the Broncos cut Melvin Gordon, who was their starting running back, and now they have Latavius Murray, who is a longtime Viking or a longtime Saint. My bad, and he's pretty good. And even as a guy who's a journeyman. As of recently, he's doing pretty well. And I know Russell Wilson, he's starting to play a little bit better and better. And I think the offense with Judy and Sutton and them are starting to get into it. I think the Panthers are in such shambles. And Sam Darnold hasn't started all year. So maybe he gets a game where he goes off like he did the first three games last year where he like looks like he's the top quarterback in the league. But nah, I think this is going to be a shot. I think the Panthers will get maybe – Three to ten points. I think the Broncos' defense is really good. Sertain's going to shut down DJ Moore. And, yeah, Pete, I'm going to take the Broncos. Nate's taking the Broncos in this matchup. Another good matchup on the schedule, Nate, quickly. It's the Baltimore Ravens, currently in the AFC North Division, and the 3-7 and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. Nate, this, the spread on this game is Baltimore by three and a half. So, I mean, last week we saw Carolina go down to the wire with with uh, with Baltimore, but Nate, I'm kind of concerned why this game is only a three and a half 
point spread in favor of the Baltimore, in favor of Ravens and not a 10 to 14 point spread. So I, I, I do think that the Ravens are going to win this matchup. I, I don't, I don't see themselves falling to the Jags. I, the Jags just had their bye week. They've had a chance to try to revamp their shaky defense, but I still think it's going to be enough for them to get a win over the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson and that high, high power offense and defense is going to get it done. Uh, there in Jacksonville, so I'm going to take the Ravens over the Jags. Yeah, Pete, that's a safe pick, and I can understand why the spread's a little bit closer. I mean, if you look at the Ravens' offense, Pete, they only have Lamar and Mark Andrews. Like their running backs jump from Gus Edwards to J.K. Dobbins to another one and another one. Their team is literally hurt every year. It seems like they're the new Philadelphia Eagles, but. Man, I I like them in this matchup. Trevor Lawrence and them have been competing. Peterson has the Jags going on the right track. They aren't totally horrible. They're actually starting to compete a little bit. And But I'm going to take the Ravens as a safe pick. I think it'll be a little bit closer. It's going to be Lamar dependent. Hopefully Lamar either gets his bag or get leaves Baltimore, Pete. I can't stand them, man. They're not getting him any help, and it's – it's so it's so sad to see. Even he's like the Justin Fields, but he's he has the MVP, Pete. But yeah, I'll take the Ravens. Nate's taking the Ravens in a matchup over the Jags, and like you mentioned, man, it, it, he he either takes the bag or he leaves because I mean, same thing that they've done the that they've done the um, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. They they never really put any wide receivers around him. I mean, look what they did a couple years ago when they drafted Jordan Love. So. I, I think I think this is the year where Lamar Jackson needs to ball out and make that decision, whether he stays. But obviously they offered him all the money, but they said that it's contingent on him getting injured or not. So running quarterback running quarterbacks in the league, we know how they are um, in, in past history. So the Chargers and the Cardinals, Nate, the Cardinals aren't looking too hot. Chargers are 500. They're – in the pack of that AFC West division. I think it all just going to depend on how, uh, uh, excuse me, Justin Herbert plays. I, I think that if he plays well and Keenan Allen's able to get more touches or more receptions and play a little bit more and, and not have a snap count, I, I think the Chargers win this game no problem. So, I'm going to take the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a game. You you feed the ball to Austin Eckler. This is this should be a game that the Chargers should win. Yeah, Pete, I agree. I think the Chargers are really good. They have Keenan coming back finally. I mean, his age is starting to catch him and his injuries are, but he's still a very talented route runner. I love – I don't know if Mike Williams is back, but Joshua Palmer's balling out for him, and Eckler's still top five running back in the league right now. Justin Herbert's getting very underrated by the media right now. They're saying that he's overrated because they aren't doing as well. But if you look at the Chargers' defense and offense, dude, they're getting a player hurt, like two players hurt every week. And it's getting pretty bad because, you know, there's a conversation about the turf, which maybe down the line we'll talk about that debate. But, yeah, man, I'm going to take the safe pick. I'll say the Chargers are going to win this, Pete. Chargers over the Cardinals in a matchup in Scottsdale. The Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, three and seven. They're going to be traveling on the road to the twelfth man in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. 
Nate, this should be a game that the Seahawks, if they're going to want to stay in that division and stay in that division race, it starts today. They got to get a win here against the Raiders. I know the Raiders play tough, but they have not been able to blew what they say five. There's been five games that they should have won. Um, five games they should have won that they blew leads in. So you take away the five games there. You're talking about a, a Raiders team. That's, that's eight and two, you know? So, so uh, you talk about a Raiders team that's eight and two and, and on the, and on the right side looking in instead of on the way outside looking. In. So I think Geno Smith, the 12th man, I mean, that, that century league field, a tough environment to play in. I, I think Geno Smith comes out rocking. I, I, I think the I think the Seahawks get it done at home, Nate. Yeah, this is going to be a very high-scoring game. You know, both teams have great wide receivers, and I think with Waller out, it's that's like the safe guy that Derek Carr would throw to. And, you know, there's speculation he's done, that they're probably going to trade him or release him after this year, which sucks to see. You know, I like Derek Carr. He's not that bad of a quarterback. It's just I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. But, yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring offense. I think their defenses aren't the best. Both teams aren't. So, But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Geno Smith because I want Geno Smith to stay in the MVP race. And if they keep winning and he keeps balling out, and I think he'll still be there. He won't win it, but I just, I'm just i a fan of Geno right now. Everybody wrote him off. So, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Seahawks. Nate's taking the Seahawks and the matchup in Seattle. The Rams and the Chiefs, Nate, we've kind of talked about the Rams and that Super Bowl lapse that they've had. I mean, they won the Super Bowl and they 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 start playing down. I mean, the three and seven. I it, it's it's sucks to see that this is happening to a lot of these teams because it's like, how does this happen and why? Right? Because obviously, if you're the losing team in the Super Bowl, your goal is to okay, we're going to do everything we can to fight back. You're the winning team in the Super Bowl. It's okay. Let's let's keep the train moving. Let's let's win another one, right? So I don't know if it's so much of the team that loses, they're they're over preparing themselves to get back to where they are, or is it just the team that won? Is it so much of oh we won, we're 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 still dominant, we're not gonna have any problem being our opponents. So for for the Rams, I, I just I, I don't think that Sean McVay. I've I've, I've heard people say Sean McVay needs to be let go that. Matt Stafford was a one-hit wonder, and um, things have just kind of the t- tables have just kind of turned over in uh, in in, in uh, with the Rams. They're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a well-dominant opponent. I I strongly think that this will be a game that the Rams end up upsetting the Chiefs. I they don't have anything to lose right now. What do they have to lose? I mean, you're three and seven. I mean, the the best way to make the playoffs and and hopefully make your uh, win your division is if you went out and the, the teams that the teams that are within your division lose out or however that works. So, I think Matthew Stafford gets his comes out with this game game face on. I, I I think that they go out and get a win over Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs in Kansas City. Nate. That's an interesting take because I believe that I just read that Matthew Stafford isn't starting, Pete. So I think they're back. <laughs> oh, gosh. I believe so. I believe I read it's backups playing. And, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs because I think at, they're just going to have to get a couple t- touchdowns from Mahomes and that off. I don't know who their backup quarterback even is. 
it's some no-name guy I've never heard of. And, I mean, the reason Bryce, the Rams – Bryce Perkins. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Perkins. He, that un- sounds like drafted, a thing you hear on Madden, like – Undrafted 6'3", 214 pounds out of Virginia. I, yeah. Okay, I, I – I guess I don't. I guess talking about sports, I don't. I, I need to know my stuff. So I, I'm still going to stick with the Rams. I, I I think they said Stafford's is uncertain to return the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I, I'm still going to take the. I'm still going to take the Rams. I, I've already made my pick. I can't go back and change it. <laughs> hey man, I respect that. No, it, I mean it. It could happen. Who knows? The Chiefs could just lay down and play down to their opponent, Pete. But. With Pat Mahomes, I think he'll get a couple TDs and they'll just run the ball And with Pacheco and Hilaire. They don't need to go power offense and kill a team by 50 to nothing. And I, the reason the Rams aren't really playing up to what they were last year, Stafford, as you said, he's hurt. He's been hurt all year with a hand or a shoulder in his throwing shoulder. And Cup's been hurt. Dude, and Van Jefferson, their go-to deep guy, he was out for like six, seven games, and he's just now coming back. So the Rams, they're they're done for the season. They're not going to win because I think the Niners or the Seahawks are going to win that division. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs, man. I really like what the Chiefs are doing. They're proving all the doubters wrong. It's just – it's sad to see that McCole Hardman and their other receiver that's not Juju is hurt. So Juju's their only receiver. So maybe we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Chiefs. Still got Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and – of course, you can't forget Sky Moore, the rookie that they drafted. Niners and Saints, or excuse me, yeah, Niners and Saints. Nate, we were just talking about this NFC West division and what it could shape out to. Talk about the Saints, four and seven team. They're, I, I guess, I guess within the NFC South, they're right there in the mix still. I, I, I still think that if they win, and and who's to say the Buccaneers will lose today? Nate, I, I think the Niners are going to be too much for them. Jimmy G, Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk, Debo, George Kittle, they, they have too many weapons on this team. And the Saints defense is not Saints def, the Saints have been known for their defense. But if if the quarterback play isn't there, I, I, I don't I don't think that the I, I don't think that they're gonna get this win here in uh in in, in San Fran, Nate. Yeah, Pete, I agree. I think San Francisco is the powerhouse team to beat the NFC right now, easily. And I would love to see Jimmy G go to the Super Bowl and win it after them trying to trade him all season and writing him off as like a bad leader and a bunch of other stuff. And now they have to pay him like 150,000 or more a game every time he wins. I, I love what the Niners have done trading for McCaffrey. It's opened up the offense. You have Ayuk, you have Debo, you have McCaffrey, you have Kittle who they don't, they underutilize. I don't understand why, but I love them, and I love their defense, man. Their defense is just old school. I think the Niners are the team to beat in the NFC right now. They're my Super Bowl pick probably right now. I had the Bills, but, man, the Bills Thursday, they played they played bad, and Josh Allen looks – he does not look like Josh Allen. But, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Niners in this. Niners in the matchup at home. Yeah, I feel like our predictions are pretty much on tack here. I, I, think, I think all but the – <laughs> the Rams Chiefs game so far. Uh, your Sunday night game to wrap up tonight, and then we'll go to your Monday night game. Uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Nay, there's not a whole lot you can really say. I, I, I think the as much as much as I like to see the Packers to win, uh, want the Packers to win. Dude, they've been out of sync all season long. 
Um, and and uh, you could see the frustration on Aaron Rodgers' face whenever a receiver, one of his young receivers, misses a drop ball or a ball they should have catch or 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 whatever what have you. But this Eagles team, man, though they though they battled with the Colts last week, I, they found a way to win. And I think they're that's that's what they're going to do tonight. I, I, I think the Eagles are going to win at home in uh, in, in Philly. Yeah, Pete, I got the Packers winning this game. Uh, the Eagles the past couple weeks have proven to me that their weakness is running the ball, and the Packers have two strong running backs who can tie manage the block, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. And even if Rodgers is playing down right now, you know, they got that – they got their new receiver right now from uh, Watson who's doing pretty well. He's a good red zone wide receiver. He needs to play better outside the red zone to give him a – uh, receiver to throw to, but I think that they'll run the clock and they'll force Jalen Hurts, who I love Jalen Hurts, and he'll ball out, and I think this game will be pretty close. But honestly, I see an upset. I think the Packers upset them, and the Cowboys start moving up in that NFC East, Pete. I think the Cowboys are the best in that division right now. Nate's taking the Packers in an upset. And, Nate, I, I, I think, you know, I, I want to say yes that I agree with you, but I just I just feel like the – the Packers don't look in sync. I mean, nothing. I mean, they have Romeo Dobbs, a undrafted guy out of uh, Nevada. Hell, they got uh, who's the uh, who's the guy they drafted from North Dakota, the young cat. Uh, I don't. Christian Watson. I, oh yeah, they got Christian Watson. I mean, this this team as a collective, and they still uh, old age Randall Cobb. So it's just like. They can run the ball all day long. Don't get me wrong. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are probably the probably the two best power backs with speed in the league. But if if the wide receivers can't do their job to make it easy on Aaron Rodgers, I I just that's why I don't see now. I can can Philly get after the quarterback? Yes. Can their secondary make plays? Yes. I think Darius Slay, Gardner Johnson, and. Uh, you, you get some of Marcus Epps, some of these other guys that are that are within that depth of the Eagles defense. I I, I think these guys are going to be threats. I think they're going to be able to slow down Aaron Rodgers. So that's part of the reason why I'm taking them. But again, like here again, upsets happen. I, I think I, I Philly or Philly could fall to um, uh, said Eagles and 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 like you mentioned earlier, I, I do like the Cowboys. I'm I'm a I'm a true. If I wasn't a Steelers fan, I would I would definitely be all on the Cowboys. Um, I. I one, because I like Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Ohio State. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they all around are just – they're America's team. I mean, they're, they're – they've, they've played really well this year. They've been able to win ball games. They've, they've faced adversity. I, I, I think the Cowboys are arguably one of the best teams in the, in the NFC as well, next to the Niners and, and, the, and, and, and the Eagles. So, I, I think this division, you look at if the Cow, Cowboys won – so, if for some reason the Eagles were to lose today, then that opens up the door for 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 Dallas to uh, take the division. So Sunday night football, and then Nate, your Monday night game, which I will be attending tomorrow, it'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Indianapolis Colts, at two teams that really don't have much to play for. I, I think Nate, I, I I think I I believe that if Pittsburgh wants to win this game and, and still I know they can't really keep hope alive, but 
have confidence in themselves that they can still win games. They, I, I think they can beat. I think they can beat the Colts. Now, I, I think the only way that they would be able to lose is if one, if Kenny Pickett makes mistakes, which he hasn't. He hasn't thrown an interception in three games. Two, you got Your defensive line's got to be able to stop uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Now, I know he's been playing in and out. You know, they've 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 rotated him in and out with uh, Zach Moss and and uh, the third string guy that they got on their roster. And then, Deontay Johnson or Deontay something. Yeah. So I, I think you, you got to be able to find a way to slow down the run game. And Matt Ryan, if you get pressure on him, he's going to stand there and panic in the pocket for days. And they have wide receivers. Don't get me wrong. They got Paris Campbell, who's a quick, quick slot receiver. They also have uh, Michael. You can't forget Michael Pittman Jr. Alec Pierce, who's a tall, deep threat. And uh, they have two really good, solid tight ends, Mo Ali Cox and Kyler Granson. So, I, I I think as if the offense line holds up for the Colts, they get the run game going. I think the Colts will win the game. However, I think if the Steelers defense comes out and plays early, and they're able to score and put up points on the offensive side of the ball, they the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh won this game. They put up thirty points last week against the Bengals. That was the first time they put up more than thirty points. They the first time they put up thirty points all season long. They've been a team that's been putting up 17 to 20 points a game. Now they put up 30 points. So the offense is clicking. Defense just needs to close out and, and win those in the game. So safe bet, Nate. I, 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 think, the, I think Pittsburgh comes in. Um, you know, they're, though they have nothing to play for, but they have something to play for. And that's pride. And, and hey, we, we know that we can still win games. We know that no, we're not going to write ourselves out. I think Pittsburgh comes in with a win over Indy, Nate. Yeah, Pete, that's a safe pick. And I think this game is going to come down to who's going to have the best running game. Is it gonna, it's Najee versus Jonathan Taylor. And Najee finally played very well last week. I had him on my fantasy team. Finally, I was happy just to see him go, do well. And I think your offense is starting to find its way. You got Pickett, you got Pickens, you got Harris. Fryer moves arguably probably a top seven to top five tight end right now. Um, your defense is good. But the Colts are literally like the replica team is yours. Like they have a great running back. They have some all right receivers. And then, I I don't know, like their defense is decent. This game's going to be chippy, and I think it's going to be pretty close. And that's cool that you get to go see it tomorrow because I think it'll be a good game. Um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. I think I trust Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, and then Boys and Fryermuth. I love Fryermuth, so I'm just going to take the Steelers. And I like TJ Watt, but I think this game's gonna be chippy. I love what the Steelers are doing. A lot of people are saying Mike Tomlin needs to change the culture a little bit to fit this new team that they have because they're not the Steel Curtain, obviously. But I don't know, man. I like the Steelers, though, Pete. I think you guys are building something like the Bears are right now with Fields. So I'll take the Steelers. Nate and I are taking Pittsburgh in a matchup over the Colts. And the last time, the, the last time, the, the actually, the fun fact, the last time the Colts beat the Steelers, we were, we were probably third graders. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that was the last time the, the Colts beat the Steelers. So you got to go back that far just to, just to, you know, get that statistic there. So when I was a nerd, when Nate was a nerd. <laughs> so pay attention. That wraps up our show for today, and uh, next week we're going to talk a little bit more about you know conference football 
uh, NCAA and 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 uh, talk more about the NFL and the playoff push is officially alive. So we'll go with that for now. Enjoy football. Enjoy week twelve. And Nate, hope you have a great rest of your day, brother. You too, brother. It's been real. Have a good one, dude. We'll see you guys next week. Say it. We would like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to like us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram for more news and updates. We'll see you guys back here next weekend on the Money Shot Sports Podcast.